0: Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
1: Welcome to NBA Today, presented by ESPN Bet.
2: Coming up on NBA Today, the Kings, they came into L.A. and took LeBron's crown last night. Are we ready to say that Sacramento is the best team in California? Plus, sticking in Golden State, Draymond Green officially suspended for the next five games. Still without Steph, how quickly could this turn into disaster for the Dubs and the Celtics? They took first place from Philadelphia, but it's what Joel Embiid had to say post-game that surprised us the most. NBA Today starts right now. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by ESPN Bet. I'm Malika Andrews, alongside Kendrick Perkins, Zach Lowe, the man who was babysat by Dennis Rodman. Oh, wow. We learned last night on the broadcast. Our newest analyst, yeah. Austin Rivers. Oh, they sure. That one. That, went great. that went great It explains too. a lot. <laughs> it explains. But were there any other babysitters that we need to know about? Is anything? Uh,
3: there's a couple. There's a couple. Okay. Do we get characters? An, do we get an
2: example Arnold, of one?
3: Arnold Schwarzenegger was one.
2: Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. was one. These
4: are random. I know. Uh, this is. He was this? very convincing as an authority figure in kindergarten yeah. cop, you know. It's a, this
2: <laughs> explains a whole lot. Uh, it does. First, does. Through the first three quarters, it appeared the Kings were babysitting the Lakers last night, so that's where we're going to start in crypto.com arena you know, before they things got that. interesting Whoa. in the fourth quarter. We're going to check in Kings-Lakers. This was a second end of a back-to-back for LA, the second game back for De'Aaron Fox, and the Kings wasted no time here, Austin.
3: No, he gets right to it. Little Euro step, skip, and one, first play of the game. It took three seconds. Yeah, it it, it was a theme for the rest of the game. They were in attack mode, playing fast. Uh, LeBron James was absolutely terrific. What was he, six for eight in the first half? 19 points, ended up with a triple-double. You know my concern right now with the Lakers is again the same issue that's been all season it's been the supporting cast and then to add to that is the up and down roller coaster that we're getting with Anthony Davis.
2: Absolutely and when Sabonis is playing like that you need an A game from AD. Sabonis was everywhere the Kings were zipping up and down the court but you mentioned it LeBron James really had a pep in his step particularly in the first half there. But once again, watch this, De'Aaron Fox off his own miss. Look at LeBron here. He's like, come on, guys, we need a little bit of help. Fast forward a couple of seconds. Take him to the park. Fox sizes up LeBron. Hits the three. The most
1: exciting player in the NBA in my eyes is De'Aaron
2: Fox. Well, he certainly ended the first half on an exciting play. Things got more exciting, though, in the fourth quarter. LeBron James taking it all the way to the rack and one.
3: Yeah, you know what? This, This is where LeBron's at his best when he's attacking the basket playing inside out, something I need A.D. to do, man. I need my guy to play pissed off. I like when he comes out the game aggressive and goes to attack, not to get fouled, but to score. That's the best A.D. we're going to get.
2: Keegan Murray was looking to score there. The Kings roll 125-110, but LeBron James, he became the second oldest player to record a triple-double just over a month shy of 39 years old, trailing only 40-year-old Carl Malone. Jason Kidd. He also passed Jason Kidd for fifth on the all-time triple-doubles list. So let's take a listen to LeBron James after the loss.
1: We were down, down too many times throughout the game. We pretty much was getting kicked around, you know, pretty much. Um, they played exceptionally well. You could tell. Um, they came in with a lot of fresh legs, and, you know, they could tell looked look like us from the beginning, like we was three and four nights. Just play bad. back. I'm not going to put it on anything or, you know, they were just – the shots um, just play like you like, know
2: simple brian windhorst is here with us as well this was a back-to-back for the lakers right so we do need to give them that but brian do you think anthony davis does he deserve the heat that he's taking after the loss he was pretty hard on himself there
0: yes uh with what the lakers have invested in him with what his role is on this team and quite frankly when you watch the lakers play They don't have a margin for error to survive a game like this in most cases without Anthony Davis playing well. Their team is just not good enough and that's not necessarily a a commentary on the Lakers, it's a commentary on the league. It's a commentary on the Western Conference. He got outscored in this game by 20 points by Damanis Sabonis and he got out-rebounded by by 7 in a 15-point game. I know there's a lot of factors at play here. I know there's a lot of things that Lakers need to work on, especially that first-quarter focus. This was not a hard back-to-back. They didn't have to travel, and LeBron and AD sat the fourth quarter in a blowout over the Grizzlies, and they were down by 20 in the first quarter. They don't have that margin for error. That has been the case throughout the whole season. It will be the case going forward.
3: Yeah, you know, I, I, I feel when he puts his head down and goes to the basket, that's uh-huh. when is at his best. When he plays aggressive and tries to go inside out, I don't mind him shooting jump shots on occasion. I don't mind him teeing up a three here and there. But I like when he has a rhythm first. Jokic does that time and time again. He starts inside and goes out. That's what we need to see from AD so we can get more consistent play for him.
4: Look, the offense is going to go like this. We know that with AD because the jump shot, to your point, has disappeared completely for four years. Remember Darvin Ham wanted to take six, six threes, threes again. a game? Yeah, I, I think he's taken yeah. nine the whole season, which is fine. It's not what he wants to do. That's fine. Defensively, he's the only thing holding them together. But, look, you can have 14, 15, 16 points on your off night. You can't have nine and, and have this team have any chance to win. The Lakers are 6-6. Six and six. They're 20th in offense. And they're 20th in defense. Mm. They just are not very good right now. And they need to start getting things together a little bit.
2: Well, nine points Wednesday. That's his second single-digit game of the season. That matches his total from last year. But he also only played in two back-to-backs all season long. He already has done that this far this year, Perk.
1: Well, well, look, save the excuses, Malika. Here it is. When it comes (laughs) down to Anthony Davis, right, first of all, let's give a shout-out to Sabonis, the top five big in this league. Second of all, I get a pass every six months with ESPN, to, you know, to say that Sabonis bust a D ass yesterday. Okay, and he's been doing that the last eight games. He's 0 eight. Right, And when we talk about the most wins without a win versus any opponent, look at this. And so it it takes me back to when I used to watch Dirk Nowinski and I used to watch uh, Minnesota KG and Tim Duncan. Y'all remember those matchups when they used to go at it? Do you remember how intense they were even in the regular season? In 2003, I was in high school. I drove down from Beaumont, Texas, okay? And I went down to watch the San Antonio Spurs play the Minnesota Timberwolves. And my good friend Steven Jackson was on their team. So it was me and my high school coaches. And KG got the best of Tim Duncan that game, and they got the win. KG, I'm standing in the back. I watch him walk out the locker room, and he's talking. Mm. I'm the best, you know, boo, boo, boo in this game, right? Like still riled up about it. I see Tim Duncan walk out. Like 30 minutes later, right, I get a picture with Tim Duncan. You can see it all over his face. Like, I can't wait to see him the next time. Why do I bring up that story? Because that's all we want out of Anthony Davis. Show some damn pride, bro. Like, you got a 38 LeBron James going out there playing at that high level who's playing alongside of you, and you got Sabonis literally attacking you from the jump. From the jump. You got to have some pride about yourself. And that's the difference between these old school guys that we've seen and we hear guys like the great Charles Barkley and Shaq Talk about their pride and how they used to approach the game night in and night out in certain matchups and have guys circle because they want to get their lick back. That's all we're asking, A.D., when are you going to start getting your lick back?
2: Taking it a little bit more personally, and I think we we expected that from a couple games last night. Another one I want to touch on, switching gears here, the best game in the East, Boston-Philly. It was the second time in a week that we got to see these two go head-to-head. Remember, no Jalen Brown, no Chris Porzingis in this one. Philly has been off to a blazing hot start although they had just lost a game to the Pacers. I expected more from Philadelphia here, Zach.
4: Well, I expected Jason Tatum to make a lot of tough shots, and that's what he did over and over and over again. Look, losses like this happen in the regular season. Teams are down guys, other guys step up. It's not a disaster loss for Philly. It was a nice
2: game for Boston. It was a little bit of a bummer game as well, I'll put it, but Tyrese Maxey, mm. nice three there to make it a one-point game. This one got close, particularly toward the end, but it really was Boston from the jump. The first time we're seeing Joel Embiid in this highlight, Austin, is a turnover.
1: Yeah,
3: you know, I, I felt like the whole night Boston dictated the tempo of the yes. game, and, you know, it just feels like, listen, Boston is the better team, even without those guys. I think Philly, for the most part, has just surprised us in their play, if anything. I still think they're a piece away from being a contending team like Boston, and Boston, just like you said, they have guys that just step up time and time again, and Al Horford has something with Joe. I don't know what it is, but that <laughs> dude, yeah, he, he's still. got something there mentally. Blowing
2: blow in the kiss after he hits the three, and then Jason Tatum hitting a three of his own. And do we have potentially another kiss? Oh, yes, we do. Two kisses as Boston goes on to win 117 107. Let's take a listen to Joel Embiid after the loss. Um,
1: you know, tough, especially playing uh, Indiana, you know, twice and then on the back to back, playing, you know, the best team in the league. Um, you know stuff but you know no excuses Uh, we still you know have to be better Um, you know I have to be better.
2: So what are the numbers behind that statement from Joel Embiid on the Celtics being the best team in the league well they've been dominant on both ends of the floor so far this season they rank third in offensive efficiency second defensively that adds up to a nine and two start that's tied with the Nuggets for the league's best record but Zach Joel Embiid says you know the Celtics are the best team in the league do you agree?
4: He's right. The Celtics are the best team in the league. They were my pick to win the title this year. And, look, even without those guys last night, that space on the floor is wide open. They are so hard to guard, particularly when they're decisive. They hunt the right matchups. They went at Tyrese Maxey over and over last night, and they aim at the rim. And this dude, look, he made a lot of tough shots. You don't necessarily want to rely on tough shots when you have as much space and as much talent as the Celtics do, but I do think top to bottom they are the best team and they still have a trade to make for a bench player yeah. if they want to do that and feel the need to do that. They, to me, are the favorite in the East and have been from day one. But
2: you've been in these locker rooms, Austin, where a, a teammate, the best player on your team, says about the other guys, no, like, that's the best player, yeah. that's the best team in the league over there. Do you take that personally if you're Joel's teammates? Nah, or
3: There's a difference between being confident and being delusional. You know what I mean? I think the Sixers are a good team. You know I, mean? I think they've surprised people and they've outplayed people's expectations. With that being said, Boston is the best team in the East. I think he said that because you know, I don't think he wants to give Jokic a little, <laughs> little credit for, for what Denver has cooking up in the Western Conference, but uh, in the East right now, they're the easy favorite. Same right. And uh, Philly is just good enough to where they can make it competitive to these other teams in the playoffs. They'll definitely be a playoff team. They have exciting young talent. But I do think, like I said, I stand by what I, I said earlier. They're peace a piece away. away. They're a piece away.
1: Well, I mean, we do know that Jason Tatum and M B work out together, and they're good friends, okay? We know, they, we know that. And are they the best team in the Eastern Conference? Absolutely. But we were saying this last year. We said the same thing about the Boston Celtics last year at the start of the season when they had Malcolm Brogdon. And we talked about their dealt with Derrick White and Marcus Smart and Robert Williams and Al Horford. We said the same exact words last year. And again, look. I love the Celtics, right? I love the franchise. I love Wick Grossback. That's my guy. But at the end of the day, we're not judging the Boston Celtics on the regular season anymore. It comes down to when it matters the most the meat and potatoes in the postseason. Can they get over the hump? Mm. Can they hang another banner in the garden? That's when the conversation start. I'm not judging the Celtics right now. Now, it was a great win. It was a great win. And you win. were
2: wanting a signature win. Yeah, I was win. wanting a signature win. But we were saying the same exact thing last season. Sure, but to be fair, I don't think the Philadelphia 76ers, as much as they've been a little bit of a surprise, especially how quickly they've rebounded from the whole James Harden debacle, I don't think they're judged in the regular season either. Brian, do you agree with, with what Austin is saying about being a piece away here? What's missing for Philly?
0: Absolutely. I think, I think I learned more about the Sixers last night than the Celtics. I think the Celtics are a great team. And they showed it again. But in this game, it really accentuated that the Sixers are not done with this roster. I know that Tyrese Maxey has played so well that it's been easy just to say, well, they forgot James Harden. Right. But they still are a playmaker and a piece down. And what happened in this game, first quarter, Tyrese Maxey goes to the bench. It's a three-point game. At the end of the quarter, it's a 15-point game. Happens again in the third quarter. He goes to the bench. It's a three-four point game. He comes back. It's an eight-point game. That's how you get one, your, one of your starters being plus nine and you lose by ten. Now, it's not like that every night. It's not going to be like that against a lot of teams. But I think the Sixers have still got to go out and get another guy who can be a playmaker and a ball handler. I know people are leaping to the idea that that could be Zach Levine. I don't think that they necessarily need to go that way in Zach Levine isn't necessarily a playmaker. He is a scorer, but he's not a playmaker. I (laughs) wouldn't expect the Sixers to have one or even two deals Mm. in place by mid to late January, early February, where they augment what they have. They don't need another star. They have Tyrese Maxey, but they need to, to give him some help. They need to get a little
2: bit of depth, particularly if they want to eclipse what Joel Embiid is saying and replace the Celtics as that best team in the Eastern Conference who has some depth questions themselves. All right, still to come on NBA Today, after losing the last four games. The Warriors, are they going to be able to survive Draymond Green's five-game suspension and the uncertainty around Steph Curry? Plus, Perk, you ready to check out the best dunks from the past two weeks? I mean, Absolutely. you got Jalen Brown's poster on Gobert. Maybe it was John Collins throwing over the alley-oops oh. over Bismarck Biambo. I mean, you have the... Ooh, John the... Yep, John the Baptist. There that. it is. <laughs> and then, of course, Tyrese Halliburton to oh. oh. top it. Scan the code, vote, we'll reveal oh, the results quick, at the end of the quick, show.
1: So the
0: now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Yeho tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured, it was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI, to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.
1: NBA Today is presented by ESPN Bet, the official sports book of ESPN.
4: They 0 0 the first two minutes. Look at that. Thompson and What is going on with that? Wow. Both Raymond has got Gobert in a chokehold. This is ridiculous. That was ridiculous. Raymond came in to defend Clay. This, this got out of hand very quickly.
2: Yesterday, the NBA announced that Draymond Green would be suspended for five games for escalating the Warriors-Wolves on-court altercation, including, as you saw, putting Rudy Gobert in a chokehold that was during Tuesday night's in-season tournament games. The dust has settled a little bit now, so I think our attention now, it turns to whether or not this suspension, it really serves as a reminder, as a reality check for Draymond Green going forward. So, Perk, I want to start with you here. Do you think that the Warriors, is this hurting them, Draymond's behavior?
1: Hell Yeah especially with bob myers gone right we know how close bob myers and draymond green is that was the voice to draymond green that could actually hold him accountable in that organization second when i think of draymond green yes steph curry he's the best player on the team make no mistake about it the heart and soul the emotional leader is draymond green and when i think about this suspension. It's what, the, the longest suspension since 2011 when Melo, you know what I'm saying, chunked it up and threw them hands. But what I'm thinking about with Draymond is like, bro, if you don't see this effect on your ball club, you, if you don't see what happened last year when you and Jordan Poole got into it and you knocked them out and you didn't see how the, it, it, it killed the morale of the team. Right now, Steph is not, I mean, uh, Clay is not playing well. Right now, Andrew Wiggins is not playing well. They need Draymond Green. They need this guy to be his veteran presence in the locker room, to bring that tenacity the right way on the floor. And right now, with him being suspended, Steph being out, Draymond actions, he's killing the Golden State Warriors.
0: You know, you know who disagrees with you, Perk? Who? The Warriors seem to disagree with you. Publicly, because they, they just do. gave Draymond $100 million. They knew all of that. They knew he'd been ejected 16 times. Um, and he'd been suspended four times and they gave him $100 million and they jettisoned Jordan Poole. They don't see it that way now. The league is sending him a message. They are basically telling Draymond, you are in the discipline repeater tax. They told it to him last year when they suspended him in the playoffs, and they're telling it to him again. And if you're asking me whether I think the Warriors would like that message to get through, they would love it. They would love this not to happen. You could see it on Steph Curry's face the other night that he was really upset that Draymond had just done this. But the Warriors' actions indicate to me they w- are happy in this partnership. Otherwise, they wouldn't have done what they did just a couple of months ago rewarding well, him for his play. Well,
1: well, Wendy, let me ask you this. Here's my pushback to that. Okay, cool. They rewarded him with a $100 million contract. Do you think they having regrets? Do you think they have regrets?
0: No. You, okay. No. I think they are having regrets that Andrew Wiggins and Clay Thompson can't make a shot. I think that's where that's costing them more than Draymond Green right now. Now the next five games, okay, but honestly, I think their their problems as an organization are that the other guys that they've already invested in aren't delivering. Mm.
4: All of this can be true. Draymond Green is still really good. He's still Draymond Green. He's still like a nine nine to nine, a ten nine to nine, one of the best defensive players in the league. His scoring per minute is as high as it's been this season since the year they won 73 games. His minutes are just down because he keeps getting ejected from games. He's still really, really good. That's why they gave him the money. But look, you gotta be kidding yourself. If you don't think people within the Warriors are like, man, again? We got to do this again after a week ago, all we heard was everything's copacetic. The vibes are good. Last year was last year. Jordan Poole's over in Washington. We've left the punch behind. Um, We can win on the road now. Everything's great. Warriors are back. And now it's like, man, again, we got to deal with these questions, with these incidents, with uh, over and over and over. They need Draymond Green. This isn't 2016 or 2017 or 2018 with Kevin Durant and an unbeatable super team. This team is six. And 6 sliding, and the margin for error is Zippo in the West.
2: Well, and it's not just as much as Draymond Green is the emotional leader, the spiritual leader, all that. The numbers. It's not just feeling. I
4: think the heart and soul and emotional stuff almost does him a disservice is how good of a basketball player he still is.
3: Yeah. I think it, it, it's a distraction a lot of times. And like you said, he is the heart and soul of the team. We all know that. He's a vocal leader because Steph, as good a, as a player as he is, he's not a vocal guy. He's not the guy, the rah-rah guy in the locker room getting everybody together. That's Draymond. And I love Draymond's passion. I even like his physical play. He just sometimes goes so far and kind of crosses that line where that line gets not blurred. Kind
1: of. Yeah, he crosses.
3: It. He crosses it. Yeah, and because so he costs these situations now where he's not able to play,
1: and that's what that's what it, that's what he gets a hundred million dollars to do. So the it qu- the question is is who in that locker room is gonna hold Draymond no, Green count? They don't have. They don't have. They that. had it with Bob Myers. Yes. I know that much. I know that for a fact. Well, this was they had it the, with Bob Myers. So who, I, who is it now?
4: This I, is one of those things you heard when they got Chris Paul. Like, was was we have I was someone smart. who can talk to Draymond on his level of ferocity and intensity. And, okay, you know, but but just, he's new. He's the new guy in town. But, exactly. but
1: yes. think about this. That's the problem. Draymond calls the Warriors Kevin Durant because if that incident wouldn't have never happened with him and KD on the sideline with Draymond going at him, the Warriors would probably still have Kevin Durant. You think so? I
3: that was that was
4: that was the breaking point. Yeah, I'm mean, so telling it you, it was the breaking point. It was a breaking point. Yeah, I'm not that sure the train the wasn't dynamic. already leaving the station to some degree. Uh, but, but, but it but, seems
2: like once again we're at this crux, and I know you said we need to sort of abolish when we're talking about. Okay, we're only 10 games in. It's still early. It's still early. At one point, at what point is it the, the stripes on a zebra? What is it you always it, say? It never change. So at what point is that the conversation that we're having? Particularly because you're right. This was a Warriors team that was talking not that long ago about we're back, baby. And the question is, okay, we're back, but if this is also what's back for Golden as State, as you say, they're back here now. Then exactly how? <coughs> (coughs) far can they go? We're going to get into this much more later in the show coming up as well on NBA Today. Damian Lillard, he had one of his best performances as a member of the Milwaukee Bucks, but just how much should the offense run through him even when Giannis is playing? And we're going to show you how the duo of KD and Devin Booker, they torch the best defense in the league right now. Perk, I mean, who's stopping this team when they're fully healthy? Nobody. Plus, it's almost time to <laughs> crowd the best dunk of the week. Who's chopping last week's number one winner? Find out. Don't go anywhere. You're watching NBA Today.
4: <gasps> oh, don't tee them up. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
1: Welcome back to NBA Today, presented by ESPN Bet.
2: Welcome back to NBA Today. The Suns hosted the Red Hot Timberwolves, who entered the game on a league-best seven-game winning streak. Devin Booker was back after he'd missed the last five games with a right half strain. Bradley Beal, late scratch, still had that back issue, but Devin Booker, he picked up right where he left off, Zach.
4: He's been so dynamic, so zippy, so fast with the ball, just outstanding leadership of that team when he plays. And we
2: hit 11 points in the first quarter, and then Kevin Durant said, oh, yeah. I can hit that three. Bradley Beal liking it from the sidelines. Hopefully we get to see him on the floor soon. Watch out below, Perk.
1: I mean, backdoor cutting. and You know, I've been more impressed about the Suns' offense, the big man passing. Oh, I was very impressed with that. What what Cat was doing, Austin the ducky? <laughs>
2: Screw you, Banks elevates over Carl Anthony Towns. And at this point, the Suns running away with it. Kevin Durant had 17 points in the first half. Booker had 18 in the first half. The sun's up big as we head to the third quarter here. Sun's up 23 at this point. Devin Booker, I mean, makes that plus the foul. 31 points in the game.
3: He's improved the three off the dribble. I don't know if you you guys have noticed that. He's he's doing the pull-up three deep now. He's improved his range. He's adding to that bag, man.
2: Kevin Durant added 31 points. The Suns roll, snapping that Timberwolves win streak. And to your point, Booker has gone for at least 30 points and five assists in the three games he's played this season. He also became the first player to average 30 points on 55-45, 100 shooting splits. That's through his first three games of the season all time. So some signs, some flashes, particularly when the Suns get healthy, that they could be a team to reckon with here. But Mm -hmm. Devin Booker, I mean, he wasn't the only guard to go off last night perk uh you had a a big list that you shared with us yesterday of big guards and i understand i understand all lists are fluid but potentially maybe some folks uh, made a case last night let's let's just take a look into your list it is time for big perks big list of best guards in the east right now put it up there the Tay Murray, Drew
1: Holiday, Tyrese Halliburton,
2: BAM! Tyrese Maxey. I don't know that Austin, as this yeah. list has been taken yeah. down, is doing too yeah.
3: well. Yeah. Yeah. Let's never, ever, ever forget Dang Time. You cannot forget Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, I can.
1: The best Gardeners team, that is Trey Young. It's not about what you did in the past, it's about the now.
2: So our friend Stephen A
1: says all lists are fluid. They're fluid. So. I- Well, that's Stephen A. And before I said this list, I said my lists are like a revolving door. Yes, okay. It's the same thing, okay? And then I fought. (laughs) I fought before the show and said, I don't feel like doing a list today. I don't want to do a list. I don't
2: want to do a list. We're so glad you did, though. I'm so glad you did. Yeah, it's all. well. well let, let's take a look, though, because night to night it can change and there were plenty of cases made by guys maybe you left off, so we'll give you a chance. We'll see if you want to change the list today. We're going to go coast to coast with some of the action last night. See if anyone elevates for your consideration. Uh, we're going to start in Atlanta. The Hawks, they hosted the Knicks. Jalen Brunson scored 10 of his 24 points in the fourth quarter did he? in New York's come-from-behind win. <laughs> Trey Young dropped 15, dished out 17 assists in the loss. Austin, who are you taking in the playoff series? The Hawks or the Knicks?
1: Ooh,
3: you know what? Right now, I, I, honestly, I probably go with the Knicks. I, I like them in a seven-game series. I really do. This I know is, Trace had his way in the past, but I'm going to I'll New York. tell you
1: what, this is one of the little robberies that we don't talk about enough. Yeah.
2: Well, we're going to have to keep an eye on that one then. Moving on to Portland, the Cavs, they won. Donovan Mitchell, not on the list, continued his tear with 34 points. He has now scored 20 or more in all 10 games this season, tying a franchise record to start the year. Any guesses who he tied, Zach?
4: Uh, LeBron James.
2: And Saxton had 10. LeBron James, 7.
4: So you Are asking me to just keep saying names? No,
2: he tied Colin Sexton. He had 10. LeBron James had 10. Remember
4: seven. Sexland? That was a good time. Colin <laughs> Sexton and Darius Garland. Sexland hashtag. And you know what? That was a good time.
2: I'm going to let you guys have a good time over there with that. From Portland to Toronto, the Bucks they were without Giannis and They had no issues no with the Raptors, though. Yeah, no worries at all. 128-112 was your final score. Dame, he racked up mm. 37 points, a season-high 13 assists. Perk, Whoa. did he play well enough to get back on your list?
1: Yeah, yeah the Knicks List, okay? okay like I said it's a revolving door and look Dame had been up and down man the Bucks have been struggling again you know my apologies Dame my apologies I'm sorry
2: well see that's why we have another list coming for you guys very very soon I'm curious though Zach I mean Dame had the the most points right that he had, had. what do you think for him what does he need to do to, in order to continue this sort of play particularly when Giannis is on the floor
4: I think they need to put the ball in his hands more, especially in the half-court offense. Look, Giannis is Giannis. He's going to dominate in transition. He's going to get his chances in the half-court too, when he has mismatches and post-ups and all that. You get Damian Lillard to run like 40 Dame Giannis pick-and-rolls every game. They're running like eight or nine. It's just not enough. And, and Giannis will eat on that play too, with dunks and four-on-three passes all over the place. It just—they're seven and four to their credit. With a negative point differential, but so they're scrounging out wins. It'll come eventually, but I I know Giannis is Giannis, he's the best player in the team. I just think the offense has to be reoriented a little bit more toward Dame with
1: the ball. This this is why I give a little pushback on that, uh, Zach, is for the Don't simple push fact. too hard, Perkin. No, I'm not I'm not. Because <laughs> I think about I think about Giannis, I think about Dame, I think about Chris Middleton, Bobby Portis, and Brooke Lopez, right? All of those guys are capable of having plays ran for them. So it has to be a balance. We talk about the Boston Celtics. Last night who, in the third quarter, who took over the third quarter? It wasn't Jaylen Brown because he was out. It wasn't Porzingis; He didn't play. It wasn't Drew Holiday or Jason Tatum. It was Derek White. So I think you got to have that balance. We even see it with Denver at times. Where we're watching plays being ran for Aaron Gordon. But just because it's your play that's being called – doesn't mean that it's your shot.
3: Yeah, listen, I,
1: you guys both have
3: points, but they don't have Derek White on the Bucs, though. You know what I mean? They have Chris Middleton, who has proven not to really be healthy and be his full self yet, and Dame proved it last night. Even though a lot of those play calls were for him, he had 13 assists. This guy can dish it out. And this is
4: the point of having him on your team, that 33-foot 33 33
3: thing. I think 60 70% of the offense has to be run through a guy like Damian Lillard. I mean, when you, when you talk about this guy's game, you look right here. Lauren's action, pick and roll. He loves going left. He's going all the way to the basket on this one. One of the quickest first steps in the game, get right by the defender. And last night, like I said, 13 assists could dish it out, man. He had everything going for
1: him. Well, let me ask y'all this. Let me ask y'all a question. When you get to the postseason, teams make adjustments. So you're going to need the others, right? If those others haven't had that confidence and you haven't ran sets for them, when they get to the postseason, it's going to be foreign to them. It's going to be foreign, especially when you talk about
3: contenders. You don't think Giannis just gets his offense just naturally through the game
1: just with his dominance? I'm not talking about Giannis and Dame. I'm talking about, like, Brooke Lopez, when he makes his mind up, it was the reason he was so attractive this offseason to a lot of teams because he's really, really good on both ends of the floor. Money-making militant. A lot of people don't realize or forget that when they won that championship, Giannis was on the sideline. Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday in that Hawk series, they're the ones that took them home. Chris Middleton was having Jordan-type performances in the fourth quarter. But so, again... We'll, but, but again, if they're trying to beat the Celtics, if you're trying to beat the Nuggets, if you're trying to beat the Suns,
4: it got to be done collectively. Well, I think there's the a big space between okay. Portland-era Damian Lillard dominating every possession and what's going on right now with Milwaukee where they're trying to figure out the balance. Just Let's just meet in the middle and yeah. keep the others involved that way. That's the all. The
2: question Adrian Griffin is asking is, how can we get both of these guys going? How can it not be your turn, my turn? Because, Giannis, you said it. He can create for himself. He is an offense within himself. Dame has never had that big, like, Giannis to play off of so they yep. th- we haven't seen that two-man mm-hmm. game developed that's, yet. that's, that's what's going to be the, the task that Adrian Griffin a first-year head coach is going to have to figure out but the Bucs they feel like they're they're starting potentially to figure it out to show some signs the question is are the Golden State Warriors because watch out Dub Nation OKC's Chet Holmgren Shake <laughs> Gilchrist Alexander Ooh, baby they're ready to steal the Western spotlight from the Steffless Warriors why the Thunder should be packing their bags for a trip up the standings plus that QR code It means it is time to pull out your phone perk. Choose who you think rose to the best addition, the best dunk of the week. What is it? Jalen Brown? Was it John Collins? Was it Obi Toppin? Was it our previous champ, Malik Monk? Because that was filthy. That was... We're going to reveal the results at the end of the show. Don't go anywhere. You're watching NBA Today.
1: You're watching NBA Today, presented by ESPN Bet.
2: It's time for Setting the Pick, brought to you by ESPN Bet, the official sports book of ESPN. The Warriors, they're going to be without Steph Curry and Draymond Green tonight against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Golden State looks to avoid their fifth straight loss as they welcome the league's best road team into San Francisco. Austin, my friend, you were the only one on this esteemed panel who got your pick yesterday wrong. When you back the Lakers. <laughs> so we're going to start with you today. So petty. To pick <laughs> the Timberwolves and Golden Wow. Oh. No, it's, up like, it's, it's
1: been petty. My list man. is you getting the wrong, boy. Ooh, it's a petty day. Yeah.
3: The Warriors. Okay. Yes. This is the game He's that Clay Thompson is going to break out and have a monster game. He's been struggling early on. Him and Wiggins have had kind of, you know, inconsistent play. This is an opportunity without Steph, without Dre. I, I would imagine the bulk of the offense is going to flow through them, especially Clay. I think this is an opportunity for him to get out of his drought and have a big game. Yes, I got belief. I believe Remember, well, I believe I, Warriors. The I believe Warriors. That's me tonight.
4: N- now on. I know that if my pick is wrong, she's going to rub it in my face tomorrow, so I better get it right. Yeah, yeah you, you got me, to. Geez, so do you have to
2: make any picks? I'm not going to rub it in your face. Only Austin, Zach.
4: The Thunder are going into the Warriors' stadium and winning. Thunder on the road. They they are just loaded with They're young rolling. talent. They're healthy. The Warriors are don't have Steph or Draymond. Thunder, Thunder, Thunder. I'm about to double down with Zach. <laughs> no
1: man in here. i alone up here, huh? It's no, yeah, you are. It's lonely up here. It's nowhere in here the Warriors are beating this Thunder team. SGA is playing at the MVP level. Josh Giddey is doing his thing. Chet on grid. I mean, you want to talk about Luke Dorks? The list goes on. I got OKC. Yeah, a I made the safe match. pick. I'm One funny. name. You Price. didn't
4: mention. Yeah. I want to give some love to Jalen Williams. Yeah, you always go You're right. J and Chet. J Dub is like a tank going into the paint. He's playing really, really well, and he plays his role to the T. So he we does. have
2: two for the Thunder. I'm going with the Thunder on this one. Austin <laughs> is saying Golden State. Right. He is standing on it. That's who our panel has. Come on, Clay. Who are you picking? Get the ESPN Bet app and get started. New customers can get $200 in bonus bets once they have placed their uh. first sportsbook bet with ESPN Bet. But I'm looking at the standings. Golden State, they sit at seventh right now. The Thunder are up at fifth. They've been a great road team this year. Perk, when you're looking at the greater landscape of the Western Conference, without Steph Curry, without Draymond Green for five games, it does sound like Golden State got good news, right, with Steph Curry, that they're not too concerned about how long he could miss here. But do you think that in the short term, the Thunder are, are passing the Warriors Oh,
1: by? the long term. It's not just the short term. They're going to be above the Warriors this, this season. They're going to make the postseason. They're gonna be you know you know who the Oklahoma City Thunder is gonna be this season, who the Kings were last season, right? Would the Kings finish third in the West? Yep. That's what I'm looking at when I look and at And then they
2: the, got bounced by the Warriors in the first. Yeah,
1: one. I mean that's cool, but I'm Keep talking back. about the regular season. Okay. This team is on a mission and Austin, your dad, my old man, Doc Rivers, he said it when they traded SGA, how he felt about that young man. And he has nothing, He has been nothing but sh- uh, amazing since he had an OKC Thunder uh, jersey on.
4: I'm going to split the difference just like Perk. I'm going to pull the Chanae. Chanae's not here. She's here in spirit. Yes. Thunder will finish with a better regular season record than the Warriors, but if the Warriors get in the playoffs – Better chance to win the championship and make the finals than the Thunder. I'm if, not burying those three until that team is broken. But what up. You said if then if the Warriors... Because it's hard to make the play. That's so my right, point.
2: Because right, right now, know. there's some questions that we're going to need it's to get a into a little bit more with Golden State. The NBA in-season tournament, it continues tomorrow night on ESPN, and you truly never know what you're going to get when you tune into the in-season tournament. Kings face Victor Wembanyama and Yama the Spurs at 7.30 Eastern, and then the Suns take on the Jazz. Coverage begins with NBA Countdown at 7 Eastern and the Jazz.
1: Yeah. I see you alone, uh, again, just like you was with Dennis Robinson. All right,
2: you've heard our opinions Hold all up. show. Your opinion takes center court next. Jalen Brown, John Collins, Obi Toppin, they all dunked their way onto our Bounce House ballot. But was it enough to dethrone the current owner of the Bounce House, Malik Monk? It's your last hit chance. Get your votes in. Scan now. Tell us who you think was the best dunk of the week and we will reveal the results at the end of the show.
1: Did you vote? Yeah. Oh.
2: Always vote.
0: <laughs> Dear Fox with the steal. Swipe up.
2: His face.
1: He yes. knew it was
2: nasty. Oh we asked you all voted Malik Monk oh, for sure. by 38%. Malik Monk, he was yeah. the winner last week. will so. he remain king of the castle for another week? Here's a reminder of the dunks that we selected that you all voted on this week. First up, Kendrick Perkins. Talk to me. We had to have this one in from the Boston Celtics. Jalen Brown. Oh,
1: but it, it's the it's the fall for me. Rudy, it's the body, the body, but then it's the dead body. It's the fall for me. It's the body. And then Want the
2: reactions that? from all of his teammates. Go.
1: Look at this. Oh, yeah.
2: We'll stare down there <laughs> potentially. And that's over the oh. three-time Defensive Player of the Year, Rudy Gobert. Next oh, Rudy. up, we have John Collins. Oh, and he took him up with him. Let's see?
4: He's and one. Oh, oh No, oh, no, oh, no,
0: no, oh, oh, no, oh, no, no, no,
2: no, 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 no. We're not, we're not going to put that in the, same, in the same category.
3: This is. Oh! Pretty good from John. Collins. And it's on a shot blocker. You get points for that.
2: Did he make the free throw, though? That's the question. Well, we don't know. Uh, last but certainly not least. Obi-Toppin is going to be Just in fast. contention. Uh, ah,
4: this is so fast. That's what you call the quick dunk. So oh, I'm a quick kill But he, yeah. didn't look, he didn't even look at the basket.
2: Yeah, two hands reverse layup.
4: Yeah, uh, what a delight playing with Tyrese Halliburton must be. Just every single game.
2: Is that that would be that would be who you would want to play with to set you up was, for your lobs? Yeah, my Nerf
4: hoop. Give me some lobs for the Nerf hoop. I'll
1: okay. With. Who do you
2: got?
4: Of those three? Of those
1: three? Or is the Malik Monk still better? Oh, no, I got to go with Jalen Brown. Okay. Over Rudy, because it was the fall, it was the body, the body, everything.
2: Austin? What?
1: I'm going with the homie,
4: Obi Toppin, the reverse dunk over Embiid.
2: What do you think, Zach?
4: Of these, Jalen Brown.
0: Okay.
2: If there's
4: just something about a tall guy falling. Sorry, perfect. <laughs> it, just, it just worked.
2: Well, we asked, and you all spoke. The winner.
4: Give it to me.
2: This week. Oh, Monk! Everyone still thinks Malik Monk. It, I mean, like, he's—they. I can't. It's a nice dunk. It was, it was a was really it. nice when dunk. When the other
4: guy is so embarrassed, he pushes you and mad. <laughs> then it's a this good was, dunk. Uh, this was oh, a David Jones. But, but, but look, look at the rim. I
2: is have a feeling that Anthony Edwards might be in the discussion when we do this segment next week. But for now, yeah, I mean
4: posters Chris Dunn doesn't need this in his life chef's (laughs)
2: kiss over and over and over again still to come on NBA Today we're going to get back to our top story with Draymond suspended and Steph sidelined are the Warriors just hitting a minor speed bump or is this a major turning point for their championship aspirations we'll discuss as NBA Today rolls on
0: Tonight on SportsCenter at 6 Eastern, which team is more desperate for a bounce back win tonight? The Ravens or Bengals? Plus, how Jalen Hurts and the Eagles are hoping to flip the script on the Chiefs in Monday's Super Bowl rematch. And the latest on how the Warriors are handling Draymond Green's latest suspension. SportsCenter, 6 Eastern on ESPN. NBA Today
1: is presented by ESPN Bet, the official sports book of ESPN.
2: We've got a Thanksgiving Eve doubleheader this Wednesday. The Bucks and the Celtics face off for the first time since Drew Holiday landed in Boston. And then KD and the Suns host Steph Curry, hopefully. And the Warriors coverage begins with NBA Countdown on ESPN and the app. It's going to be a great slate of games. Hopefully Steph's going to be back in the lineup for that one. But tonight, Steph's out. Draymond begins his five-game suspension that he was given for that fight against the Timberwolves. The Warriors, they've lost four straight. I know we're, I, I'm, we can't. I, have to put the, I was going to say it's early, but I have to put a dollar in the jar if I say it's early. Perks said I can't say that anymore. Brian, your biggest concern as the Thunder hosts the Warriors tonight. What, what's your biggest concern for Golden
0: State? They can't score. They can't score. They're 15th in the league in offense. We've never seen that from this team. Clay Thompson, worst shooting season of his career. Andrew Wiggins, worst shooting season since he's been out in Minnesota. Chris Paul, I know he's coming off the bench, worst shooting season of his career. They cannot. Put the ball in the basket. They've had two guys score 20 other than Steph Curry this year, and they both are bench players. None of those guys that they're paying the real money have been able to come in and make it in, in a, a force offensively. They need some scoring tonight. Hmm.
4: Brandon Pajemski, baby. One of the 20 point scorers. is all about Brandon Pajemski. No, no, look. Curse high on it. <laughs> Whitney is, I mean, look, Clay and Andrew Wiggins. We're sitting here talking about Steph's injury, Smith. those are big deals. Even if those guys are fully healthy and fully available and fully full throttle playing, the Warriors cannot get anywhere serious with Clegg Thompson and Andrew Wiggins playing like they're playing now. So maybe in this void that they get to step into with those two dudes out, maybe this is the beginning of a process of them getting going. <laughs>
1: Malika led into the bub talking about championship aspirations. that been out the window. I told y'all that way a long time ago, mm. right? And it looked like Steph need to be out. I mean, Clay need to be out the window as well. And I know people don't want to hear this, but all good things must come to an end, right? I'm looking Man. at Steph. I'm looking at I mean uh, Clay. I'm looking at his body language. I'm looking at what's going on, how, you know, it just it just don't feel the same. And I asked you this yesterday, Malika, when you – Zach and Wilborn and myself were sitting here in the commercial break during the countdown. I asked you, I said, when are the Warriors are going to start building for the future?
2: But that was the conundrum last year. Do they want to build for the future? Do they want to win net? Like, that's sort of the, the reason these they've been trying to... You know
4: when they started building for the future? When they had the mini tank for one year when Steph was injured and they picked James Wiseman. That's when they started building for the future. That pick is going to haunt them for a long time. But
2: you were saying on the on the wildly successful Low Post podcast, I was driving and listening to it this morning.
4: Yes, Wildly successful, clearly.
2: Austin. Um, but you were saying the, the Warriors, they were in the second tier for you. There's that top tier of contenders. We're talking about the Celtics. We're talking about the Celtics talking about the Nuggets. We're talking about the Bucks coming into the year. And then the Warriors were sort of in that second group. Are they still in that second group for you?
4: Right now, I would demote them a group because they just have not looked very good for most of the season. They have one good <laughs> – you look at their wins. They have one good win the whole season. When they beat the Thunder, barely. Remember the goaltend that almost wasn't yeah. whatever? That was no the shade. They win. beat the Kings without De'Aaron Fox. Like, they have one good win the whole season. So, I'm demoting them a group, but I have enough respect – for what they have done. I mean, they, we're not that far removed from them winning the championship. It's like two a years. year and a half ago. Yep.
1: Two years. Yeah, but we're far enough and teams have gotten better. better. That's true. The other Nuggets, we know what they stand for. They standing on business. We're watching the Phoenix Suns, right? We're watching OKC. We're yep. Watching the Minnesota Timberwolves. That's just in the West alone, okay? In the Sacramento I the Suns, the Kings, the Lakers. Malika, I know this is hard for you. Growing up in the Bay Area. It's here we but go. It's here we go. Stars. And I understand it's this is year. a tough conversation, but the San Antonio Spurs had to go through it, right, with uh, Ginobili, Tony Park, and Tim Duncan. It happens.
2: Ryan, are you ready to demote Golden State to that third do tier? I'm
0: do not it. there yet. I, uh, why I'm, not? I mean, they're not the Nuggets, but I'm not there yet. I would rather be late on kicking dirt on a team like this than be early. I think Clay can still raise it up. I think he's basically partially just in a slump. I'm a little bit worried that his shots are down. He's not getting open is easy, but I'm not gonna kick dirt on them. I'd rather be accused of being too late to leave the party than too early to leave it. So the
2: fact of the matter is Clay is actually shooting ever so slightly better to start this season than he was last year. That's the point. Which
4: is... He always has slow starts to the season. And I kicked no dirt. I don't even have the shovel ready yet. I just devoted the one little tear. One little tear. Don't hop on the wagon when he gets going.
2: NFL Live is coming up next. Enjoy tonight's game. Swagoo!